Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We want to bring you fresh data now in the 2024 presidential race. A new Bloomberg News Morning Consult poll shows former President Donald Trump now ahead of President Biden in all seven of the swing states that are likely to decide next year's election. Trump leads 47 to 42 percent across those states. That is outside this poll's margin of error of 1 percent. The survey finds President Biden failing to gain traction among suburban women in Michigan, young voters and union households. He trails Trump in Michigan. 46 to 42 percent as concerns over inflation ride high. Council of Economic Advisors Chair Jared Bernstein tells Bloomberg that sentiment should improve as we get closer to election. If we continue to maintain our progress, lower prices, not just in the things I mentioned where they're actually coming down, eggs, milk, toys, TVs, but also in areas of health care, that's the path that we need to stay on. We're not there yet, but we're moving in the right direction. But how do we know that? Well, one thing we really need to see is for some of these sentiment indices to reflect that progress. And Jared Bernstein with the Council of Economic Advisors admits those sentiment indices have not gotten better yet. Well, Nathan, another demographic that's expressing concern is Generation Z. The Bloomberg Morning Consult poll also finds many young voters in swing states don't think Biden is doing enough on student loan payments. However, Brown University professor Wendy Schiller thinks former President Trump's support could wane as he re-enters the spotlight. As he comes back into the limelight and independents are reminded of why they have not voted for Trump or Trump surrogates in the last three elections, That's where I think the polling becomes more favorable, if you can put it that way, for Biden in the sense that he has a chance to win those voters back into the Democratic camp, at least at the presidential level. And Brown University's Wendy Schiller also says Democrats will need to improve their messaging to get Biden reelected in 2024. Well, another complication for the president, Karen, the House has voted along party lines to formally authorize the impeachment inquiry into President Biden. This sets up a high profile clash with the White House over the investigation that's focused on Biden family finances and business dealings. House Oversight Chair James Comer spoke after the vote. We have a simple question. I think an overwhelming majority of Americans have. What did the Biden do to receive the tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world. Despite those accusations from Republican James Comer, Democrat Jamie Raskin says the attacks on the president are baseless. They understand there's no real evidence to support any presidential offense here. They haven't even named what they think the crime is. House Democrat Jamie Raskin says the impeachment inquiry is purely about next year's election. Well, we turn to the markets now, Nathan, and the monetary pivot that traders have been waiting for. After keeping interest rates on hold, the Fed gave its clearest signal yet that its historic policy tightening campaign is over, projecting rate cuts in 2024. Fed Chair Jay Powell's news conference ignited one of the biggest post-meeting rallies in recent memory. The Dow closed at a record, and the S&P gained 1.4 percent, but Powell did not entirely rule out tightening. Inflation has eased from its highs, and this has come without a significant increase in unemployment. That's very good news. 
But inflation is still too high. Ongoing progress in bringing it down is not assured, and the path forward is uncertain. Chairman Powell reiterated that the Fed remains data-dependent, but former Atlanta Fed President Dennis Lockhart says the Fed's tentatively dovish stance, as he puts it, is appropriate at this time. It's clear that they're going into 2024 with the idea that they will be cutting rates. And the summary of economic projections showed a range uh, among 15 of them from two cuts to four cuts. So it's not a really tight consensus yet. And former Atlanta Fed President Dennis Lockhart says markets are reacting positively to Powell's stance. And the Fed gets more data this morning with retail sales due out at 8.30 a.m. Wall Street time. Well, Karen, traders may be hoping for smoother sailing on the NASDAQ today. A system error forced some stock orders on the exchange to be canceled yesterday. Sources tell us NASDAQ's investigating an order entry issue that caused inaccuracies and delays. Although it did not resolve the issue before the end of trading yesterday, the NASDAQ says it will be ready today. Nathan, overseas, we get two major rate decisions from the Bank of England and European Central Bank. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts joins us from London with a preview. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning, Karen and Nathan. They're calling it Super Thursday with rate decisions from key central banks right across Europe. We've already had a surprise rate hike from Norway. Up next, announcements from the ECB and the BOE. The risk of recession in the euro area will be front of mind for President Christine Lagarde. We're here from the ECB at 8.15am Eastern Time. But first up, the Bank of England weighs sticky inflation with a very sluggish economy. That UK rate decision comes in two hours' time. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Ewan, thank you. Elsewhere in Europe, UBS is stepping up efforts to recoup hundreds of millions in cash bonuses that Credit Suisse paid to retain dealmakers before its collapse. Sources say UBS has contacted hundreds of bankers and offered some multi-year payment plans as it tries to claw back a chunk of the 1.2 billion Swiss francs in restricted cash bonuses. One source says UBS is seeking to recover less than 651 million Swiss francs. Meanwhile, in Russia, Nathan, President Vladimir Putin is speaking at his annual end-of-year news conference. He says inflation in Russia is running between 7.5 to 8 percent, and that Russian companies are paying back their foreign loans. Putin added his war aims in Ukraine remain the same, and he does not expect to mobilize a second wave of troops right now. And it is time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's John Tucker. John, good morning. And good morning, Karen. The House and Senate have agreed to a massive defense bill. The story in this report from Washington and Bloomberg's Amy Morris. The House passed an $886 billion defense bill after bipartisan negotiations between the House and Senate. Hard right Republicans had tried to attach restrictions on abortions, transgender care, and diversity initiatives, but those didn't make it into the final bill. Republicans did score some victories, like requiring all promotions to be merit and performance-based, outlawing the flying of the LGBTQ flag on military bases, and the teaching of critical race theory and drag show performances will also be banned on bases. Military personnel will also get a 5.2% pay increase in the new bill. Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio. Negotiators continue to make progress on a border deal. The key negotiators have been meeting with the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut been leading negotiations for the Democrats. This is a real complicated set of law, um, but there's still no reason that we can't finish this by uh, the time we wrap up for the year. 
Lawmakers are scheduled to head out of town as soon as tomorrow. The U.S. working with allies to create a multinational effort to protect ships passing through the Red Sea. It's an effort to stem a surge in attacks by Houthi fighters that has provoked unease about commercial trade passing through one of the world's most vital waterways. A federal judge granted Donald Trump's request to pause the 2020 election obstruction case scheduled for trial at March while he presses a claim for sweeping immunity against criminal charges. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin at Washington paused the hearings and upcoming deadlines in the case while Trump appeals her earlier ruling denying him immunity from prosecution over events that took place while he was president. Industry regulators say California's risk of power shortfalls and blackouts has fallen as more renewable energy and batteries are added to its electric grid. But at the same time, they warn such threats in New York have risen thanks to higher electricity demand and new restrictions on gas-fired power plants. Global News 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm John Tucker and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, John, thanks. Well, we do bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio, just as John said. But now you can get the latest news on demand and that means you can get it whenever you want it. Just subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. It is time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. John. Karen in Milwaukee, what a night for the Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo. He poured in 64 points. That shatters his previous career high of 55. It's a Bucks team record. They beat Indiana 140 to 126. Giannis 20 of 28 from the field and 24 of 32 from the free throw line. He's the first player in NBA history to have 20 or more from both and shoot 70% or better in both. There was an incident after the game. Giannis went into the Pacers locker room to try to get the game ball, and there was apparently some kind of a melee that broke out. Wizards lost at home by 20. New Orleans won with Brandon Ingram scoring 40, and the Wizards are now 3 and 20. Lakers won only by 3 in, in San Antonio, and the Spurs have now lost 18 games in a row. The NBA has suspended Raymond Green indefinitely, citing his repeated history of incident. Bruins lost in overtime at New Jersey 2-1. It's the Chargers and Raiders tonight kicking off Week 15. Both teams with only five wins on the season. A lot of injuries. Chargers without their quarterback Justin Herbert for the rest of the season. And their top wideout Keenan Allen won't play tonight due to a foot injury. The Raiders have decided to stick with rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell. Wideout Devontae Adams is questionable with an illness. The NFL is giving Super Bowl 60 to Los Angeles. That's where the first Super Bowl was played. And the NFL says there'll be a a regular season game played next year in Sao Paulo, Brazil. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. 
And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com, this is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. As we head into a 2024 re-election campaign for President Biden, he has been struggling to show voters that the policies that he's put forward, whether it's bipartisan infrastructure to the Inflation Reduction Act and student debt relief, are working for the voters that he needs to win re-election. Those struggles are reflected in the latest Bloomberg News morning consult poll of swing states just out this morning. And here with us to discuss it is Bloomberg News politics reporter Gregory Cordy. Gregory, it's great to have you with us this morning. We just saw these numbers cross the Bloomberg terminal moments ago. I I know this is an update, right, of the uh, swing state poll that we conducted uh, just a couple months ago. So what did we find? Yeah, actually, this is the third iteration of this poll. We've been doing it monthly, and we're going to continue to do it monthly through the election next November. And what we're seeing is uh, a slow but unmistakable movement in former President Donald Trump's direction in each of these seven swing states, or or I should say these swing states collectively. But now for the first time in this poll, every uh, one of these seven swing states, uh, Trump is now leading in. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Michigan was the one that was tied the first two times we did this poll. Now, President Trump is leading by four. And so this is a uh, pretty good poll for him. And it shows how President Biden continues to struggle, as you said, to convince voters that his economic policies are working. Yeah, to see the turnaround uh, in uh, President Biden's disfavor in Michigan is particularly notable when you think about how he's put himself out there as the most pro-union president ever. He was the first president to walk a picket line in Michigan. And it doesn't seem, at least from this polling, that that's worked out for him thus far. Yeah, we took a particular interest in Michigan uh, this month, uh, in part because it had been so close. And now uh, it seems to be leaning Trump. And you're absolutely right. It's a state that uh, Biden absolutely needs to win. It's one of those blue wall industrial states that we talk about that are so important for Democrats. And uh, it shows that Biden's really not improving among those union voters. Now, the unions themselves Uh, are pretty happy with Biden. Biden claims to be the most pro-union president in history. He walked the picket line with workers back when the United Auto Workers were on strike earlier this year. Um, And that political support from the White House helped the UAW get a pretty good contract. But 
rank and file auto workers aren't necessarily listening to their union leadership on this. And we've seen union workers more willing to, to vote for Donald Trump, especially on these issues of trade and, and competition with China and immigration and other issues other than collective bargaining. Uh, President Trump has made inroads on it is fascinating to see how uh, the former president uh, continues to make inroads on these economic issues when you know, we go by the data every day here on Bloomberg. And we're seeing signs of improvement in the U.S. economy uh, pretty steadily. What does that say about this disconnect that we're seeing between the way the economy is going and how it's working out for this current president in his polling numbers? Yeah, you've absolutely put your finger on one of the central questions and, frankly, one of the, the big riddles of this election year. As you say, the economic indicators are doing well, and yet Biden isn't getting credit for that. We see when we ask people, how is the national economy doing? Overwhelming numbers say that it's it's doing poorly uh, in the 70 percent. Uh, but then when we ask people, how their local economy is doing, how their state economy is doing, people are saying it's doing much better. And we're really trying to understand that disconnect between voter perceptions, because the the real, that local economy is what people more often experience. And what they're saying is, yeah, I, I, I've got a job, unemployment is low, prices are coming down, wages are going up. And yet they look at the national economy and they still think that it's heading in the wrong direction. What that reflects is that, uh, uh, they are asso- continuing to associate uh, President Biden with inflation being still too high compared to where we were before the pandemic, and people not exactly happy w- with where we are and continuing to be a little uncertain about which direction we're heading. Only about 30 seconds left here, Gregory, but are there any positive signs for President Biden in this polling? Well, inflation expectations continue to come down. We see that in a number of different polls, and we see it in this poll. We see uh, people saying that uh, it, the concerns about inflation are ebbing a little bit. And then we ask people, would you say that the prices that you paid for you know, everyday goods like groceries and gas and so forth, are they going up or are they going down? And uh, fewer people say that they're going up. People are seeing them starting to come down. It's probably not as much as uh, the president would like to see. But some of these indicators are slowly heading in the right direction. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak.
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.